When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's been seven days since the disappointing loss to the Raiders, but just one day before the Broncos host the Commanders. So that means we're moving on to week two. Broncos country, I'm Lori Lattimore-Volkman, and this is the Roundup. Head coach Sean Payton noted early this week that there were plenty of learning opportunities from that Raiders game, but they're moving on and no one is dwelling on the loss. There's there's a number of teaching points from that game. So there, there were a, a number of things we, we cleaned up. Um, you know, the, the exactness of what we're doing both in the running game and the passing game. Um, and and again, me as a play caller, you know, I look back and I'm like, ah, you know, uh, we have to start looking at ourselves first before anything else. And so I know I can be better, but we kind of put that one to bed and then we're focused on this next one. With only six offensive series for both teams last week, Peyton has noted several times that points were at a premium and that there weren't a lot of explosive plays last week. Russell Wilson likes to talk about gap plays, game altering plays. And he's hoping to have a lot more this week, as those can really shift momentum. We're, we're, we're looking forward to just winning one game at a time. You know, the sense of urgency with Coach Payton is always high. Uh, with all of us players, it's always high. We want to be great. Um, and uh, we, we have the talent to do it, and, and we gotta, we got to make little things matter. You know, we got to make those little moments when, you know, it's, I always call them, you know, gap plays, game-altering plays. There's, there's some plays in there every once in a while, whether it's a penalty or, or that doesn't go against us, that does go against us, whatever it may be. It may be a catch, it may be a block, it may be a throw, maybe whatever it is, and let's find those um, throughout a game. And those are the ones that, it's usually two to three in a game, offensively and defensively and special teams that, that change the game. And so let's find those and let's go, let's go win those moments. The Broncos offense will definitely need some, if not a lot, of those game-changing plays this weekend as the commanders are a well-coached and very disciplined team. Well, listen, they're, they're disciplined. Um, they're outstanding when they win the turnover differential. We went through those numbers today. We, we did a whole you know, career, Carolina and Washington, their record when they win the turnover margin is um, pretty uh, remarkable. Um, they've always been tough, physical. Um, man, we had a history of really, really good tough games against Carolina and then um, more recently at Washington I think I lose track of the year but um, those are the things that come to my mind. He's done a great job they finished first in the league last year on third down tonight we game plan third down so you know all 32 teams these guys 
had the least conversion percentage. Um, they were penetrating front, and you got to understand what you're seeing. They've got a few defensive packages. You know, they'll play a, like a penny package. They'll play a nickel, a buffalo nickel, and then a base defense. Um, and, I, you know, it, it, it goes hand in hand. How the front's playing obviously creates opportunities for the back end. In particular, Rivera's team boasts one of the best defensive fronts in the NFL right now, led by Chase Young and Monte Sweat. Peyton noted that it's not just pressure on the QB, it's just a lot of negative plays by the defense. Yeah, I, they create a lot of minus plays. I mean, just looking at the cutups, um, you'll see second and 12s. Um, I'm not even talking about rushing the passer, just within the framework of the run game. Um, they're real active, they're athletic. Um, you know, all of those guys have had obviously great college careers. A lot of them are first round draft picks that, that are playing well. And the defense kind of feeds off that. Um, so they're a handful. I mean, they're, you, you gotta look closely at what you wanna do in the running game and then certainly in the protections as well. Offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi was asked about the biggest challenge when facing the commander's defense. And he said, it's not one challenge, it's actually four challenges. Yesterday, but that's four first rounders who've lived up to their billing. Um, you know, edges can rush, can set edges inside, really good rusher, strong. I mean, it's just um, no weak spots at all. So it's going to take, uh, you know, all the offensive linemen, tight ends, everyone in order to, to execute against those guys. You know, it starts with their pass rush. You know, they don't give you a lot of time. Um, they're not super complex in the back end, but they stay close to the receiver. So uh, it's they make it challenging to get the ball out quickly, and then, you know, they're on your quarterback uh, quickly. So it's it's a good combination, good scheme. They're well coached. And, um, you know, but it, it starts with the pass rush. There's just not a lot of time to throw the football. The person who's going to notice that defense the most is, of course, quarterback Russell Wilson. But Wilson maintains confidence in his offensive line, which he calls one of the best. Yeah, the commanders, they have a great defensive line. they got some great players on the other side. played them before. Uh, these are these are the real forces, They're great competitors, got a lot of respect for them. Um, you know, they all they, they move really well, uh, physical, stop the run game there. Really good in terms of the passing game, trying to get to the quarterback as well. Um, it'll be great, a great opportunity for our, our offensive line as, as uh, we got a really talented offensive line. Um, you know, got some really big guards in there and cushion there too as well, um, especially with their interior. And um, you know, so it should be a good, great matchup. It'll, it'll be a great challenge and great opportunity for us. Working in Broncos' favor for once is Jerry Judy will be back in the lineup and his route running and speed will be much needed against this defense. Yeah, he's a, he's a great um, route runner. So someone you feel really good when he's matched up man-to-man. Um, so when you recognize that, you know, someone that you uh, you look to early as a quarterback, you know, a guy that consistently can get separation. Um, and so just the more, the more receivers that you have that can win those one-on-one -on -one matchups, the easier it is. So... Um, just, you know, definitely be good to have him back. The Broncos will also utilize other pass-catching threats, like their tight end room, which unfortunately will be absent Greg Dulcich, but boasts Troutman, Nate Atkins, and Chris Manhurts. If you know anything, you know Peyton likes tight ends in the offense. Well, Troutman's been in the system, first of all. I think his knowledge, uh, he's really, he really understands what he's trying to do, uh, what our offense is trying to do as well. And 
Um, he's extremely talented. He catches the ball really well, really clean. Um, he made a really good play on a scramble on third down on the first drive of the game. Um, I kind of scrambled out. There was nothing there. He came into my vision, just made a great catch and just um, great first down that he had. Uh, and there's a lot of things that he does really well. He's extremely smart, great teammate, great locker room guy. I love being around them. And even with Judy back and Cortland Sutton on deck, Lil Jordan Humphrey might be a threat to pay attention to. What did you like about Lil Jordan? Obviously, you're familiar with him. Yeah, he's smart, he's tough, and he's got strong hands. He can block, um, so he's a physical receiver. And, you know, there's a size element to what he does. He operates pretty well in tight quarters. But one of the Broncos' offense's biggest weapons will be utilizing the run game to wear down Washington's defense. Again, Russell Wilson has high praise for his running backs. Yeah, I think our running backs, man, they, they, they may be the, the best after contact kind of guys. You know, you know Javante um, has, has always been that. You know, obviously his ability, his balance. I mean, he saw a couple of plays. I think he ran one to the left. He bounced off a guy, spun, you know, put his hand on the ground, kept going. You know, he, and especially exciting to see that uh, with him, Javante in particular, just because he's just coming off of a, a legit injury and he's coming back. Uh, he feels better than ever. I've been talking to him. He's really locked in. I really love who he is as a player. I think uh, P. Ryan, too, you know, he's strong, athletic, makes great cuts. Uh, you saw a couple runs where he just ran through guys. There's a lot of things that they can do well. And then uh, I mean, he's, as we saw in the preseason, his ability to make guys miss, uh, the really special thing that he does, too. On the other side of the ball, the Broncos' defense is hoping to make Sam Howell very uncomfortable back there. But that will not be easy. As Sean Payton notes, one of his strengths is his confidence and his ability to extend plays. Well, he's, he's a playmaker, look, and, and he's, he's got this ability to extend plays, and that can become problematic, you know. Um, you know, he's a confident player, and you can see that they respond to him, and I, I think that's, I believe that's one of the reasons Ron has confidence. He, you know, you saw that when he came in last year and then this year, so, um, you know, a different type player than we saw last week, and we just have to understand you know, what are the things he's comfortable with? And then maybe what are the things he's not as comfortable with? What have you seen on tape from Commander's quarterback, Sam Howell? What challenges does he present? Uh, has a strong arm, uh, can make all the throws. Uh, like I say, got a ton of young talent, so he's getting those, ball, getting those guys the ball. And, you know, just let him, uh, you know, take it from there. Um, he's going to run around a little bit. We have to keep him in the pocket. You know, uh, he's a dual threat guy. So uh, that'll be a challenge for us, but I think we can do it. Defensive coordinator Vance Joseph addressed Damari Mathis's tough day against the Raiders last week, noting he was targeted while Pat Sertan was ignored. But of course, that's exactly the game plan when you have a superstar covering your wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, that's going to happen, right? I mean, Patrick, you know, by the way, played really well last, last week. Um, he's a special player. So, you know, the same way we have game plans to, you know, kind of, you know, take their best player away. It's the same for offenses, you know. They're going to avoid Pat from time to time. We have ways to obviously make them, you know, go towards Patrick, I should say, and also have ways to help the guy opposite, you know. But um, that's going to be an ongoing process every single week. I mean, who wants to throw at Patrick? I mean, last last week he touched more balls, I think, than 17 touch at the end of the game. And, I mean, he's a special player. So we'll see. You know, each week it's different, obviously. But having a plan to, you know, to use Patrick in certain packages 
it's going to be ongoing for us. Defensive end Zach Allen believes the Broncos defense will only get better as the games progress and the season goes on. And he looks at this week as another opportunity to get better and win a game. It's kind of each week, one to two, two to three, it's, you know, it just keeps on getting bigger and bigger. So, um, you know, I think kind of, you know, it was pretty predictable. Last game, first half was a little sloppy. Second half kind of started to wake up a little bit, at least for myself individually. And, um, you know, I think as a defense, I think we did a lot of good things well to build off of, obviously, some things to clean up. And, you know, that's the exciting part is, you know, you know it can only go up and up. So, and guys this week, you know, we did a really good job focusing on that and kind of, uh, you know, improving and, you know, just kept on working. Nobody was really kind of still hung up on that loss. Well, that's a good thing because the last thing the Broncos need going into Miami in two weeks is an 0-2 start. So here's to winning at home and going 1-1 one one after two weeks. That's it for the roundup. I will see you on Twitter on Sunday unless you all start melting down and I'm out of there. Go Broncos. Make some noise today, Broncos country. Breaks contain, throws on the run, touchdown, Denver! Good job by Sertan there, Devontae Williams gets the edge of the right side. Samaje Pirine in the weight room! Ball to You wonder would he ever win? Now would he ever lose? Four plays later, second and eleven. Elway to Shannon Sharp. Sharp, we said this morning he was getting in a touchdown. Ah, almost out of the one. Fruit line runs up the middle for 13 yards. At times the Falcons did a good job on TD. At times he picked up double-digit yards. This time it's the beautiful Emerson Boozer-like spin for six yards. Sets up a field goal, 10 to three. Denver. Chandler to Terrence Mathis. Crockett misses the ball and the player. Chances are it's a 30-yard game. Morton Anderson just draws the 26-yard field goal wide right. And the Broncos say thank you for the gift. We don't expect Morton to miss, but on the very first play from their own 20, Rod Smith burns Eugene Robinson. He could go all the way. 17-3 and you get an advantage with the missed field goal, you go right for the jugular. Well, vintage John Elway, the roll was away from where the ball was going. It's a long throw for John. He does a great job of getting it over the top of Eugene Robinson. Elway to McCaffrey. Easy head for another first down. But now the Denver defense gets involved. Darius Fairweather Johnson makes the pick, and Johnson's going to return it to the 42-yard line. Denver in business. Shannon Sharp can't play, but you know he can cheer and scream. Elway, the dump to Terrell Davis, Eugene Robinson. He gets juked way outside, misses the tackle. 39 yards before William White, who had 10 tackles, knocks him out. The dump to Jamal Anderson. George Coghill is going to make a football. Tyrone Braxton recovers for Denver. And for the second straight year, let the partying begin in the Rocky Mountains. For a while... They wanted and questioned the play of Greg Robinson's defense. I don't think those two men are questioning that anymore. MVP, John Elway, 17th time a quarterback has been named MVP, 33 Super Bowls.